Welcome to Invisible Talks, where the truth, different perspectives, and stories are discussed with invisible voices. Media outlets varying using anonymous sources. There's no such thing as off the record, but here on Invisible Talks, all of our stories are off the record. If you're good, put the pieces together. I'm your host, Tyra Elin, recording in the Podcast Town studio. I want to hear your story and perspective to make my life better. I'm tuned in. You all are tuned in to our Uncensored crew. We are back. We're off the record in all our flyness with Sky and Osi and your host, Tyra Marie. And so our sound off today, I think it's hilarious because I watched Superfly again. I was sitting here having a conversation like I've never seen Superfly. And as soon as it came on, I was like, I've seen this. And so the question on the table today is two women and one man. Who's living that lifestyle on this podcast? Let's go. Shoot, I would love to live that life. Well, no, I did at one time in my back dark secrets. And it's fun to me. I mean, hey, I feel like you only live once. Why not try everything? Long as you ain't killing nobody. Wasn't it difficult? Because I was laughing. So I've seen the movie before, but I rewatched the full movie because I never paid attention to the dynamic of their relationship. And (laughs) this may be a whole blind moment. No offense to blondes. But I didn't even realize the first time watching the movie that they were having this two women, one man. Like it didn't sit in my (laughs) head that this was their relationship. You're right. What? A redhead moment. A stupid moment. You weren't paying attention to that movie. Not fully. So when I watched it yesterday, I was laughing because when they were having the conversation breakdown of how they should move forward and the two girls were arguing and they was arguing with him, it was just like, I know that has to be like an every other day lifestyle if it's three of y'all. So, oh, see how you navigate communication with three people. It's hard with two. <laughs> You easy. You sidebar with both of them. <laughs> sidebar. You sidebar. You get them convinced on who they need to listen to, and that's always if you notice who was the the leader was uh the female, the black chick. That is true. She control. She control the other chick. She always the has some wisdom. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The other one was like he had that calm one, and he had the one that's just gonna what y'all say pop off. Yeah, that was her. <laughs> Sky, are you adding another woman or man to your marriage? I can't do no like threesome. I could do a foursome. It can't be like where it's a no. Like that's uneven. Like you, like you said, it's always gonna be a power dynamic where one is gonna be in like the most in charge. And we we saw how that movie ended. Like let's be real. Like one of them gonna kick the boo eventually. It's like, no. <laughs> so you about dominance because it wasn't even about you want your fair no, it's share. it's not about dominance. It's more like equality. Like. Equality. Look, you know, look, they let that girl go. She shot it off. The black chick was like, forget that. You know, she I'm didn't pick up the gun. She never picked up a gun. The uh, Hispanic girl? No, the black girl. I know she didn't. That's my whole point. I said, oh, she just, well, she's protected by two people because she knew the other girl. She was, I can't remember their names, but she was ready to go. I feel like she was ready to die. Like she, where the gun at? Let's go. Y'all want to play with me? Like that was her whole, her whole character. 
And the other one was calm and collected. I'm going to keep my man. You go ahead and get shot, bitch. Bye. <laughs> I mean, so somebody exactly. always has to go. I don't think I had it in me. I can't share. I could barely share with my kids, let alone another woman. <laughs> Longevity. Easy wow. Yeah, it's easy. It's, especially if you look at the good picture. I mean, especially if y'all have fun. And then you have fun separately. And then you have fun togetherly. Mm, I mean, mm. it, it's just fun. Shit. And then and if one person not life. for longevity, there's no longevity about that. Fun, it doesn't last forever. Eventually, I've never heard or never seen where there's a threesome, not a foursome, foursomes work. Threesomes? It yeah, don't but, work but long you have to, term. You have to be in that lifestyle, though. I have seen plenty of people do it. As a matter of fact, I know of a guy every year they go to this place called Honduras where you have sex with each other. And he's been doing it with this couple for years. I was just going to say a foursome is really just now I mean, we swinging. It's not a, a now foursome. That's a little different. I'm like, you have to have like a working relationship. Like y'all live together or y'all are close by together. Y'all always are interacting with each other. Not like every summer, like, you know, every vacation. That's a little different because, you know, that's just a little little surprise you know but right, right, to actually right. live together and like function as a unit like no i'm i don't want to know if these people out there that y'all been 20 years in y'all three been together y'all been as a, a unit and there's there's no like no breaks or nothing like y'all been in it like long term we're going to have to find somebody to interview on that. I think I'm going to have to take <laughs> over on that one because I, I met, I, I enjoyed when I was in the lifestyle, it was different. I met, it's like you go to a party and you got to have a code to get in, you know, and you see some really dominant people in there. And I mean, it's, it's just interesting. I mean, I don't know. I'm just fascinated by it. It's fun. I mean, you don't have sex with everybody. But I mean, it'd be some rich people up in there too. <laughs> Every time I hear multiples having sex, I just think gonorrhea, herpes, chlamydia, but, and you know, bliss. You have to have take those tests. They make you bring in tests to say that you're clean and all of that. And some people use condoms. Some people don't. Some people just like to watch. Jeez. This guy tried to get uh, me and my husband one time to stay at this place. He owned all these businesses. And I was like, oh, I want to stay. And my husband was like, oh, I got to go watch the kids. I was like, well, you go on and fly back home. I'll stay. <laughs> but he wasn't having that. But I mean, it's, it's just interesting. And they do. They make sure you, you're clean and they make sure that if you're saying yes, yes, if you say no, then no, stuff like that. They're real particular about that. And if somebody violated, it, it's like an inside club. You're not invited anywhere else. Mm. Who wants to be in the club? I don't know. This club is a little risky. <laughs> I <ain't> risky. <laughs> but this is the perfect well, that's choice. The way I like to live anyway. Well, there are others and usually men. So this is the perfect transition to talk about, you know, our family dynamic today. We got a lot of examples like Nick Cannon, Boosie, Elon Musk, who have multiple children by multiple women. And so the question that we have to, you know, I want to read this because I thought it was interesting with Nick Cannon. 
when we talk about this, Nick Cannon, he is on the cover of Men's Health magazine, and he's discussing what it means to be a father to eight in in the news right now, potentially nine. So the ninth child is questionable. And so in the article, this is what he states. I've seen where people believe a traditional household works, and yet there's a lot of toxicity in that setting. It's not about what society deems is right. It's like, what makes it right for you? What brings your happiness? What allows you to have joy in how you define family? We all define family different in so many different ways. And so that is... (laughs) That's Nick talking about his lifestyle and, you know, it's in the news. People are curious on why he keeps having kids and he's talked about his health conditions. So the question on the table, is it healthy to have multiple baby mamas? And he's not the only one. Elon Musk has eight. Boosie has about six. I know four of them did a show. I don't really know where his full count is at, but (laughs) they out here popping them out. What y'all think? Go ahead, Sky. No, that's absolutely unhealthy. How how are you able to be at so many places at so many different times? I know my parents, they get our, the kids confused and they live with them, you know, <laughs> 24-7. How you get how you keeping track of these kids? Like you got a chart, you look in your phone and like, oh, that's this one. How you keep track of birthdays? You're not gonna be able to keep up with every individual that you've created. And be that parent that you're supposed to be and have that 100% commitment to them. Well, he talks about it in the article as well, how he's just committed when he's in town. He's doing pickups, drop-offs, going to activities after school. He's doing FaceTime. (laughs) So, I mean, one thing that I, I would applaud any parent is open communication is a good thing. And there may be times where kids can communicate and say, hey, I don't feel like you're there enough. Or they could say, oh, I'm so happy you're there. So the fact that he's keeping the lines of communication, so he says in this article, It's solid to me because one thing I think about, there are many fathers who have one or two kids and they are not engaged at all. So just being engaged. Yeah, I got a lot of kids, but I'm in their life. I can't fault that. What do you think, Elsie? Well, I look at it like what's healthy? What's the definition of healthy? Mm. I can't find my dictionary. But (laughs) healthy you know, maybe it is healthy for him. I mean, depending on what his his definition is, maybe it is healthy for him, you know? I mean, and maybe he doesn't have a... I mean, you figure you sit there and you cracking jokes and you coming up with shit on the spare of the moment or the whim. Hell, you got eight kids, you gonna come up with all they damn names. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I think he can afford it. What's sad to me, though, is, is if He got eight kids and they are getting neglected. Then I would say it's unhealthy for the child. But, hey, if Nick want to swing it and make it, hey, you never know. I'm like, more power to you, bro. So the definition of healthy is feeling fit and healthy, a healthy, balanced diet. And the island has a healthy climate, so it's beneficial. So beneficial, good for one, and good physical condition. And I think that's it for any person who has multiple kids. That's an answer that we'll never know. <laughs> we'll yeah, never I mean, know. Fit. Right. I mean, maybe he's feeling fit every time he's nutting, you know, like feeling fit. Got to get another one. Shit, you <laughs> never know. I hope that's not it. I would think, you know what I think about when people have multiple children? It's feeling 
I'm not saying this is the case for every person who has multiple children, but filling a void, right? Mm-hmm. And so wherever he goes, he has a legacy behind him. He has women or children that he could connect and bond with. Because when he's using Nick as the example, right, he's not the example for everyone. But in this situation, when he talked about the death of his child, he felt a deep connection to that. And I'm not trying to be funny. Nick has not been a great actor in all of his movies. Like the movies were decent, but he wasn't a Denzel out here. So when he talked about losing a newborn, I felt that for him. And I do believe that healthy for him in this case potentially could be just the lack of, right? And fulfilling a void, the emotional void and the physical void, because we know that money running in, but I don't think it's about money for him. I think it's about legacy, the fear of death having a diagnosis, like there are levels to it. And I guess every person has to ask themselves, why am I doing what I'm doing? And in this case, why am I having kids? Multiple. Right, I, I was trying to fill a void, but damn it, I wasn't trying to have no more than two kids. <laughs> shit, I Sometimes I think I shouldn't have had to do what I had. And let's be real. Children are not saviors. Children are not right. there for you to practice how to be in love. That's not what they're for. And if you want to continue your legacy, okay, that's perfectly fine. Write a book. You can do that. That's a legacy. (laughs) But are we all aware of our vices? I think it takes, I mean, that's the reason for the podcast. Let's throw in a different perspective. Let's hear something new because I don't even remember what age it was that I realized some of my everyday habits and lifestyle approach to life and how I did things was just based on childhood upbringings. So when I think about What's one that kind of just slapped me in the face and I didn't even realize it? Guys who were really good guys who I knew they was going to ride till the wheels fell off. I ran from them. I messed. I burned that bridge. Mm -hmm. And when I met my husband, we were in the room having a conversation. Family was a little wild at that moment. It was tension going on. And he looked at me. He said, wow, you never felt worthy. I was what, 24, 25? I had gone all those years. And so if I think about even when I started having sexual intercourse, I went from 15 to 25, 10 years of never feeling worthy and not realizing how I was projecting my worth. Like it just it didn't connect in my brain. So I can't say that we all are aware enough of how we are living out loud to say. Yeah. Wow. So you lost your virginity at 15. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're switching the topic. <laughs> and I, I mean, we are. And I laugh about it all the time because it was never something that I really thought about twice. I was just trying to kick it. Like, I didn't think about it. I remember watching Martin the whole kick time. <laughs> I know that's the worst way to kick it. Well, my friend in there, she kicking it. And she had just lost her. And uh, I was, was like, <laughs> well, she kicked it the day before. And I was like, well, so why was, not? Was that like a force something going oh, on? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm probably something? a prude, if you want to call it. But no, it wasn't sure. that at all. I just didn't understand the value. I just looked at it as let's have a good time. A piece of meat. Look, like and a people piece do not meat. understand the value of a child. That's what the whole point is. Like you want to have as parenthood by being a co-parent and being a poppin, that's 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 okay, but don't expect to 
present that to the public like it's not is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> but we don't know that, though, because we don't know their heart. And co-parenting, there are very few couples who co-parent because co-parenting, it is yeah. if my child needs this, I'm going to do it right now. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to question if they lack. I'm going to fill in. And that is hard to do when you're co-parenting, especially if there is yes. a lack of healing that has happened in the relationship. Awareness. Co-parenting is like, like you said, most people don't do it. And then you have to think about like, it's like if you're not in a home, if you're not with that child, like in those moments, like, and you're not the dictator of everything they do or have that open communication with the other parent, then you're not co-parenting. And it's really like really, 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 really hard to do when you're outside the home and having multiple children. Like I have multiple children and I have a parent that I that is in the house so what that doesn't it's hard just being together and trying to do that together I can imagine when the person's you have a whole different schedule I don't know everything about what's going on in your life and you pop in you're telling me this is when you're going to pick up your child or this is when you're going to come over that's like crazy shed some wisdom <laughs> OC wrap us up with some wisdom drop the mic on us hey you know I always co-parenting when I did it my thing is that you put the child first Fuck everything else. I mean, and I think that's where most couples fuck up at is that people are too worried and thinking about a past relationship versus the child. And at the end of the day, it's all about the child. I don't care. I would, you know, when I did my parenting, I sacrificed things and I bit the bullet on a lot of things to try to maintain our household because I wanted my child to fit in with her siblings and they come over and she come over and I wanted to be good friends with with her her stepmom and stuff like that. And I really put forth a big effort to do that. And I'm still proud of myself of doing that when she was a child or everything. But from what I see about kids nowadays is that there has to be a healing process when when it comes down to that when you're trying to co-mingle families if there's any problems and then bring those problems out and talk about it. I said, you, you know, I was very proud of me on how I raised my daughter with her dad and stuff. I mean, I fell off maybe at the end, but um, I, I, I was very proud because I, I put her first. I didn't talk about things I shouldn't talk about. I didn't talk bad about him. I didn't talk bad about her. I just kept it to myself or told them how I felt. I mean, but nowadays, I believe that the younger generation keep holding on to stuff. And that's why they can't co-parent. If somebody's still liking somebody else or, or they not, whatever. The, and then and the child in the end loses. The child loses. Well, that is an experience of my life. That is big facts. That is something that we've tried to turn around in my household over the last year and a half, two years. Um, and it takes work because the damage is done, right? And so yeah, yeah, I broke a glass work. plate and I tried to glue it back together and it's a plate, but it's some cracks in there. So let's talk about it, though. Let's talk about our next segment. 
I know y'all see all this marketing going on. It's marketing because everybody wants to be feeling like they're including diversity and inclusion, Black Lives Matter, Pride Month. There's a lot of we want to feel like or we want to show as a corporation when I say we that we are supporting everything that's happening across the world with people wanting to be accepted. And I feel like people want to be even more accepted post-pandemic because you just went through a a process of isolation and feeling less than and questioning things and you want to live a life of purpose. So I want to be a part and being a part is part of life, right? And so there are two companies that I am highly disappointed in (laughs) and we got to talk about it because they're advertising. I'm sorry, don't fake the funk to get the dollars. And a lot of companies are doing that. First, we're going to talk about Vaseline. They keep my (laughs) lips clear get this little extra dead skin off of. However, they put out a product. It is the normal size of a Vaseline. It's labeled limited edition, equitable skincare for all. It's original healing gel. And it has a whole bunch of black people. And I think they integrated some white people in cartoon forms. Come on now. Latinos. Who made this? Please help me understand why this Vaseline is limited edition and what is limited about it and why. (laughs) Like, why are we doing this? Although black people do love Vaseline. We've never needed your marketing to purchase the Vaseline. Let's talk about it, y'all. Sky. These companies love the gimmick. They think that everything needs a gimmick. And I don't think I don't want to believe, but it's hard not to believe that they don't use gimmicks when it comes to minority groups. I don't know why gimmicks and minorities need to go together, but it's giving prejudice. It's giving racist. It's giving um, <laughs> satire. And we don't need satire when we're talking about such serious matters as far as being equal, as far as being true Americans and us having that representation that we've been lacking for the last 600 years. So. I'm just saying the gimmicks has to go. <laughs> I want to know the numbers who the marketing department, what was the percentage of African-Americans purchasing your product before you felt the need to do this? OC, what do you got for it? Shit. I was actually thinking they must be lacking for them to come up with that bullshit. <laughs> and then I thought about it. You know, y'all don't know what I know. Like when I was younger, y'all wasn't even born, but everything was Vaseline. Wasn't lotion. Vaseline. And you know, that shit is icky though. When you rub it all on you, it make you feel heavy. Dirt (laughs) come get connected to you from the Vaseline. To me, Vaseline is only good for the lips. I'm like, I will say, I agree with that. So maybe their numbers were down because I was a Vaseline person and I did transition to coconut oil. Coconut oil. Ooh, I be in there lit. And then don't let me flex because I be feeling myself. Come on. All right. I'm digressing a little bit because we have another ad to talk about. It's not just Vaseline who showed up and showed out in a way that is questionable. Let's talk about Burger King. Granted, this is not in America. This is in Austria. However, I feel like we copy, right? So we're going to see somebody else do it across the world and we're going to think that is lit. Let's do it. This is a warning for the USA to not follow. Please don't do that. So this is for Pride Month. <laughs> and this is mind blowing. Time to be proud is the headline and it's called Pride Whopper. And so normally when you get your burger, you have your top bun and your bottom bun. No, we're not doing top and bottom. We're doing two bottoms, two tops. 
for all your Whoppers. And this is going to be available for the whole month of June because it's Pride Month. And it's to say that, you know, same sex, we include, we accept, we welcome. Why do we need to go to this extent? First of all, I don't want the top of my bun being the bottom of my bun. I just don't want that. They That's weren't created that way. Even, <laughs> even if I was, what are we doing? What are we doing? Shit, two top bottoms, two bottoms tops. Hey, I look at it, two men, two women together. Put it all together and then you got top and bottom. I'm sure that was the goal, but do we really need to get into that? Is that really, really what we're doing? It's an insult. I mean, really, it's like you're the same with the Vaseline type thing. You know what I mean? It's like you're making fun of. To me, when I saw that, I was like satire, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what the hell it should be. I'm not even gay, and I think it's offensive. <laughs> I, I, I do. I did, too. I was like, I, next time I eat a Whopper, I'm going to tell them I want two buns. <laughs> Sky, what you got? I first of all, I didn't know that like Pride Month was like this international thing. That sh- that was surprising to me. That's cool knowledge there. I can't take it serious. Like <laughs> even though I saw the picture, I saw the ad, and I'm hearing you. I really cannot take this serious. Like, are you like you got to be joking? Like you have to be joking. Like it's like if SNL was making a skit. <laughs> this is what the, it would be. This is exactly yes. what it would be if SNL was making a skit. That's like, good. This is this is for a comedy show. It's not what we need in this world. Gay pride is not a joke, and it shouldn't be taken that way. Especially because the month was founded off of multiple violent, multiple legal acts. Like this is this is a huge thing. This is a part of people can say human rights. So. It shouldn't be reduced down to having like two hamburger buns top as on my wrapper. It just it's no. <laughs> I feel like this is the second part of the segment where we're like, OK, we need to hear from the community, the pride community. How y'all feel about this? Like, would y'all go in there and order a Whopper? Do you really feel prideful in that? Or is this like a slap in the face? Like, why y'all playing with us? And so I think we need to we got to we got to talk to the community on this one and get a pulse on how they feeling, because I'm looking at it. And I don't I'm think like, they give a hoot. I don't think they give a hoot. You don't think they care? <laughs> You was no. in the community, OC, so you probably have a better pulse than all of us. They'd probably be laughing about that shit. Yeah, motherfucker. You know, nothing against, you know, whatever, you know, hey, whatever. You know, so while we're on this topic, let's transition a little bit because I feel that these companies are taking an opportunity to use what's trending, what is the focus as an opportunity to sell. And so one of the things we talked about um, is this big business side of women and hip hop and rap and how I feel like if I just look at the music when I was growing up, it was super sexual. It was, you know, Lil' Kim was out here doing her thing and, you know, the blonde hair, let's go, twat, twat, whatever. And so now (laughs) when we look at the rising, and maybe because I'm getting older, this may be an old person thing right now. Um, Now that I'm getting older, I'm looking at Chloe Bailey and what was the song? New Trend or what were we talking about? Treat Me. Yeah, Treat Me, her music video. 
Is the industry taking an opportunity? If you think about all women, she's an example. Megan Thee Stallion is the example. Cardi is an example. Is the industry WAP. using these? Yeah, WAP. Thank you. <laughs> Are they using these women to sell music through their body, like sexually? Like, is big business taking advantage of it? Or is it something that we've always seen and it's just because social media, we looking at it every day? What you got, OC? Shit, I think that shit is just normal. I mean, and you know, when I used to dance and shit, when I was younger and had that nice ass body, titties sat up. <laughs> man, I, I mean, you know, one thing I like looking sexy when I was dancing and, you know, it's like you just show one thing, though. I like to show the cleavage. Mm-hmm. So you're dancing. And to me, it's entertainment and, and as it's sexy and it makes you feel sexy. Now, if you like showing off everything, hey, that's just, it, I think it's just different levels of you showing your body. But I think it's always been that way and it's going to continue to be that way, as it should be to me. Mm. You want to look at a video, you want to see some sexy, cute, fine, something. Isn't that why they had, uh, what was it, Midnight in the Dark? What was the midnight? Like these type of music videos, in it, you have to stay up until midnight to see what was the something city? Showing your age. I know I am because I had that little Turner the TV that had the knob. <laughs> that's what, that's where I was at. I mean, but you. My point is, you. It was midnight when these type of music videos were were being shown, and now it's just social media. You want to see the WAP? You could see her WAP and some. And if you pay five ninety nine a month, you could get my fans only page and see it all or whatever they're showing on fans only. Not all fans only. Only fans. Are, Jeez, I'm showing my age today. <laughs> Sky, what are we talking about? Are they selling sex? What are they talking about? They've been selling sex since sex existed, just to be quite honest with you. But I don't like just how hypersexualized our society and our music is. It's just, it's everywhere. And like you said, it's like they were making the comments about how you have all these music videos and it's, I, be body positive. I love body body positivity but some of these is like you're pretending to eat eat her cat in your music <laughs> video you're literally kind of semi-scissoring in this music video like it is just hypersexualized, and I feel like who gets to dictate what's too far like that's that's another thing like who says what's too far the parent like that's your personal choice but it is something that we need to be careful if that's not what we want for our society, then we need to control that. We need to stop giving attention to it. We need to stop putting money in their pocket when we see this behavior. If we're we're so against it, then put our money where our mouth is. And that's not what's happening. I feel like we're just feeding into it more and more. And then we're just like, why are our little girls are twerking? Why are our little girls singing WAP? And they don't know their algebra, like, you know, but it's it's what you give attention to is what you give importance to. So if you give an importance to this girl can twerk up a pole, come down and do a split, then that's what women are going to do. That's what little girls are going to grow up and be like, that's gold. And that's where because, you know, I'm going to listen to some Cardi. You know, we close that room. We got mirrors all through that. 
Cardi going down. <laughs> it's going down. Cardi, she my girl, because when she be rapping, I be like, boom, boom. Anyway, so. It's perfect. Yeah, I'm not saying we shouldn't be making the music at all. And that's probably why I have all these girls. Anyway, um, I'm saying. Well, don't listen no more to that music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, me and God done had a conversation. I need I need some years. That, that boy is coming. I just need some time in between. Um, don't do it. I think the music is lit. I I do listen to the music. I question if women are thinking about how their children, specifically little girls, are perceiving it. Because when I was younger, it was Minnie Mouse and all Elmo and all of that. That's the outfits we wear. Now I'm in Chuck E. Cheese and my little girl turning three. And I see a little girl with an outfit that is Selena. And it's not Halloween. Like, she shouldn't be wearing a crop top at six. Now my son, who's seven. Right. Like, he's seven. He got a girlfriend, which I know happens at seven, whatever. But when I see her in her street clothes, hold on now, baby. You looking like you mini Cardi B. And so (laughs) I challenge the women, like, we can't be grooming our girls to be older than they are and not teaching them the morals behind how they show up in the world. It matters. It matters because I'm still going. I'm still going to shake to Cardi, but I'm grown. Remember that you got to be grown to do some things, and I don't think we think they grown anyway. Shoot, huh? That's a problem. You see the little girl on a little video. She was sitting there shaking it and dancing, and all kids do only what they see. Right. I mean, Ava, my little girl, Ava be she be ready to bounce. Dude, she ain't shaking. Talking about the Holy Ghost. Doing the Holy Ghost. Ava get the bump of that foot down. And she like, I said, hey, church up in here. And boy, she is jumping. I'm, that is not, no, she's not shaking. Ava is having the Holy Ghost. But I do have a thought like, okay, so like, what's the lines that we draw? Because you got to think about this. When little girls are growing up, especially when they hit like 10, you hit 10 and you're like, you're just at the finish start puberty. Your boys are already starting puberty and they're like, they're, they want your attention. You want their attention. And it's like, you know, that competition, like if another girl's doing this, then I need to up one on her. So I'm going to learn how to do this. And so when you like have that, like that culture of like, women have to one up on another to be like show out for the other gender like you think he gonna be interested in a girl that know how to twerk or the girl who don't know how to twerk you think he gonna be interested in the girl that wear that crop top or the girl who don't wear that crop top so it's not just about teaching our girls and women teaching their their daughters but it's also about what we're teaching our sons to respect and what to admire because men are admiring not the the girl with the bachelor degree who's trying to go to nurse finish nursing school and work in a hospital and, and do something with her life. We're we're fantasizing about the about the big booty. No, no digs to anyone who with their lifestyle choices, but the girls who who are out here strippers, bottle girls, and want to shake some shake some ass for some money. Like that's what y'all admire, and that's what you're gonna get. I think it's temporary though. I think with maturity the perspective charts starts to change and not to say that you can't be twerking and have the brains for it, but just wanting women who are looking to excel in life and those morals, they got to show up somewhere because excelling ain't staying and doing the same thing you was doing at 25. You're not Mm -hmm. doing that till you're 35. If you are, there's a lack of maturity in it. 
I think where people stand in their maturity level plays a factor into that, too. Because, I mean, I was dancing on bars in my early 20s. I hope that my husband wouldn't want me still doing that. Tell that to your um the male counterparts in the podcast realm right now. Because the way they talking, <laughs> you know, they ain't that care what they girl do. <laughs> but, I mean, there's a reason for that. They feel, I think men also feel, and this is a real thing, because... My husband talked about on his podcast is a lot of women out here saying they want a husband, they want to settle down and they have no type of lifestyle, communication standard to be the woman that they want a man to show up for because it's going to take a lot. It's not going you can't just say I want this man to show up ready to wife me and to take care of me, but you're not willing to do your end of it. So it's a double edged sword. Whole children. Well, I'm one of them women. Hell, I'm one of them women. Yeah, I don't know how to be a wife. So I have to just hold my breath and pray whenever I try again. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pray for you too. And dust yourself off and try again. Come on. That's at least that's look, that's already showing maturity right then and there because she coming into the door. She already know where her mindset is. (laughs) She know what she needs to work on. Like that's that's real. And, and look, that's when I'd be like calling Tyra or even you, look, guy, or somebody else who's been married for years and know how to handle a husband because I've been on walked out after two weeks. Been like, bye, I'm gone. <laughs> the highs and lows. Like, how do you stay? How do you stay in the house? <laughs> yeah, I got to go right now because this Negro is getting on my damn nerves. He won't take out the trash. He don't know how to change oil. He don't know how to clean up his piss off the toilet. Oh, that was a rant. It was, but it's all good. That's uncensored for us. But our time is coming to a close. But before we close out, you know, some of the stuff we talked about, even when we talk about the Vaseline, the Burger King, you know, everybody's really fighting for a cause in today's age. And social media gives us the platform to speak on it, to challenge other people, to give different perspective. You know, just let's just talk about it. That's what we do. And so our closeout question today is what freedoms are you fighting for? Osi, you got the floor. I'm fighting for freedom to be free, to be free of negativity based on how I look. And it's sad that I feel like it's more racism now than it was when I was younger. And I'm just constantly fighting to be, I want to be, I want to be white. I want to be treated like I'm white. Hey, we come together, we talk, we don't look at how we look based and talk to me as Martin Luther King said, based on my character. And I got some good ass character. Okay. If I do say so myself, <laughs> but yeah, my freedom is still fighting to be free. Sky. I want to say the same thing. Like I'm fighting f- to just be free with as, as free as possible as you can be in America. Cause we're all slaves, but um, yeah, I'm fighting to just be and exist without any infringement on that and I feel like that's what you it's hard to just be and exist without someone judging without someone telling you what you are who you are what you can and cannot do and I feel like if to be rid of that in in the in our society would be fantastic I have thought about this question since I wrote it (laughs) And I don't think I have the perfect answer. I knew that 
one of you or both of you would get to the answers that you all did in terms of just, you know, to be free in, in a country that says, quote unquote, that we are free. But I really think about that internal freedom. I think about what it means to be beautiful from within, not for it to be defined by the outside world. And so I'm constantly with every person I interact with and specifically women am looking to help give them an opportunity to see freedom from within, freedom mm. of where you've been, what you do and where you're going and walking in that with boldness and confidence. So therefore, then when you start to work on the outside freedoms, the inside is solid. It's founded on something that can't be moved and can't be shaped. And when opposition comes and when we're challenged to fight physically, mentally and emotionally, we will have the stamina to do so because we're internally grounded. And that freedom, that's so freeing. That's where joy comes from, not happiness, not the temporary stuff, but real joy comes from and real peace comes from. So I'm finding internal freedoms first because therefore then what you all spoke about, that external could really be executed because we have no fear. That was perfect. That was beautiful. That's all we got for y'all. You know, this is our crew. We just talking. We're just having a conversation, minding our business, talking about your business. <laughs> Until we see you next time, we are out. Peace out. Bye. That's all we've got for today's episode here at Podcast Town Studio. These stories, they connect us. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is agreeing to disagree, different perspectives, healing from within, all because life and legacy are complex. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, griefs, pain, or struggles? To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Tyra Elon.